Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thank you, all of you, for hanging out with us. This is your Rutgers preview. We'll let you know what we think as we head into that game, as well as look at last week's predictions. And we'll, of course, give you our always accurate predictions for... The game against Rutgers in the Dome, going to be playing in the Dome with fans for the first time in about you know a year and a half or so, give or take. And kickoff will be at 2 o'clock on Saturday. So I'm going to watch that game, and then I'm going to hightail it, hopefully, to Richmond and watch the race. <laughs> That's where I'm headed Saturday. Hey, that's so. a good plan. It's a packed day. Yeah. That's a packed day for me. Hopefully, I'll be, I'll be well-prepared to uh to do the show on sunday i i I mean i will i will i will we're doing uh logan's ninth birthday party at four o'clock on saturday Mm. at her sister's house Mm. who planned that Ooh, not me (laughs) i'll tell you that oh lordy lordy yeah so i don't know if i will be live (laughs) i'm trying to contemplate if i want to do the first half and then catch it up when i get out there Gotta be. I, I was thinking about the same thing because if I gotta leave, or if I gotta leave early, it takes about an hour and a half to get to Richmond. Race. Nah, I just don't want to leave. I, I think I'm gonna watch the first half, man. I can't wait for those fans. I can't wait to watch that. Like again, like we talked about, what is it? It's not. It's September 11th, right? It is. 20 year anniversary. Yes. We're talking about New York, New Jersey, with Syracuse and uh, Rutgers on the line. Um, you know, Shiano, old rivalry. Um, Recruiting, recruiting on the line. Uh, so many things on top of the fact that it's the first time that Big a lot Ten. of these players on this team, well, it's a Big Ten team. A- ACC first, challenge. Right. And the first time that um, a lot of these players on this team has been in the Loud House with a Loud House. So I'm pumped and I don't think I can, I, I don't think I can just take that and watch it later. So I'm probably going to have to watch at least the first half and, uh, get out there and figure it out well if i've got to go on the on the road with the with the phone i will but anyway um it's gonna be a packed saturday for me i i'm, I'm very yes. excited and uh get to you know not for anything i know some people couldn't care less about me talking about nascar but you want to talk about a sport that does it right when it comes to tributes and, and patriotism and just 
being patriotic in general. Oh, yeah. NASCAR, I'd want to be there, too. NASCAR so. does it right. That's going to be one hell of a race. I'll, I'll, I will never forget the uh, race after 9-11 at Dover, the, you know, that following week with Dale Jr. winning that thing and, and bringing the flag around the track. So uh, 20 years, and I remember exactly where I was. I'm sure all of us do. Yeah, if you too. were alive, um, I remember exactly what I was doing. I remember exactly what happened. I remember being just f- flattened and confused and, Mm-hmm. And what a terrible, terrible day. So, yeah. uh, sadly, uh, my story isn't uh, podcast rated. So, uh, mine's, mine's not really either. But, it, <laughs> but we'll go, yeah, maybe some other time. Deuce Chestnut, he became the, uh, well, was granted the honors of co rookie of the week in the ACC. So, he's going to split duties with someone from, what was it, Georgia Tech or Wake Forest, right? Oh, I don't know. I was actually. Um, Gosh. Hoping you had this. I wanted to see what the stats were of the guy that he shared with. Um, had to have it, been an offensive guy. It was uh, shared the honors. Uh, Jasheen Davis of Wake Forest, who had one and a half sacks of defensive. It sounds like a linebacker, I'm guessing. Uh, one and a half sacks and two and a half tackles for loss against ODU. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jasheen yeah. Davis. Uh, okay. Anyways, excellent. I, I, w- I mean, I hate this co-split duty stuff, but... Yeah. You know, that's still a good performance against a comparable no, I'll team. Take it. 100%. I'll it, take it. I mean, for both of them. This is a good performance by both of them being rookies. So, um, just yeah. in reflecting on the week that was week one of the NCAA football season, the official week one of the NCAA football Great season, week. it was an excellent week of football. It was an excellent week of fandom. As, as we mentioned, uh, our, our boy uh, Gio hit me up. And said uh, he heard us talking about talking about the Enter Sandman uh, with the crowd jumping around, and that has gone like absolutely apeshit viral. That video, yeah. which was amazing, but and he got to experience that. He experienced it. He was there in the student section. Jeez, Louise, how amazing would that be? And there's talks, there's rumblings. Accused Waterboy uh, was was throwing it out there on Twitter, and I'm thinking about myself going October 23rd. I already let my wife know that I'm thinking about it, so we'll have to see if that comes to fruition. I'm I'm probably about I'm five hours away from there. It's quite a ways away in Blacksburg, mm. but uh, could be worth a trip. You know, you never know. So um, you're gonna get me up there, bud. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I realize that. Uh, as I was saying. The week that was, Joe, look it back. You had uh, some losses. You had Florida State. No, well, I mean, huh? What Thursday, Thursday night you started with NC State in Florida. Uh, I had a bunch of buddies at the house, or at the um, work that were going there. Um, and actually, they have a pretty good video, too. They did Amazing Grace with um, bagpipes and the band and everything for, you know, the fallen soldiers of Afghanistan, 13. Uh, they lost their lives here recently. Uh so that was pretty good, and NC State came out and they beat South Florida forty-five nothing to get the ACC started. They looked strong. Zonovan Knight and Ricky Person, uh, Devin Leary, those boys are going to be tough. I'm going to tell you that right now. And their that defense is... looked really good too. Shut them out. So, yeah, Duke loses. Georgia Tech loses. Louisville loses. Clemson <coughs> loses. UNC yep. loses. And yep. uh, I mean, you know, you got half well, of the ACC. Well, I understand. Yeah. But, well, you know. it's tough because, I mean, you have Clemson who plays Georgia, and that ended up being a 10-3 to game. And uh, really, just that just proves that Clemson and Georgia's defenses are legit, and they just got to figure out their offense. 
Um, we knew Alabama was going to beat Miami. Um, as far as Duke and that Charlotte, a, that was, that was a Duke and Charlotte on Friday night was one that got me. Uh, Wake Forest pretty much held on to ODU on Friday night, and that was the night where North Carolina lost to Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that North Carolina lost um, two receivers and two running backs to the NFL last year. And Sam Howell, he had a rough game because he is lacking a lot of playmakers out there, and they're going to have to figure that out. But um, Friday night when I watched Duke and Charlotte, that was a great, great game. Uh, <laughs> not in the way that you would think of two great teams, but just the way that it ended. Uh, Charlotte was beating Duke by three with like under two minutes to go, and Duke just busted out this run. And I'm like, oh, of course, Duke's going to save themselves. Well, they left a little bit too much time on the clock, and Charlotte went down and scored a touchdown in – uh, that was pretty much a wrap. So that Friday night was pretty fun, too, to see some of these teams lose. Um, and to see some of these teams that these teams lost to, uh, I'm kind of confident to say that Syracuse is not going to be the worst team in the ACC for sure. Well, and we're going to get into this in my in our Rutgers preview. But, yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, just, you know, and it's early, obviously, but you've got to go with what you know. And what yeah. we what we know is what we saw last week. Uh, by the way, Ch- Chestnut Deuce Chestnut, uh, according to Mike McAllister over at Sports Illustrated SI, our SI Syracuse uh, was also honored by Sports Illustrated as top f- freshman defense performance in the country week one. So just to uh, yeah. clarify that, um, besides the whole ACC thing. So, um, anyways. Um, all right, look, let's get into this Rutgers preview. I know this is kind of a, a this is the old Big East rivalry, and we've got some yep. history here uh, dating back all the way to 1914. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the Spotify Green Room app. Go there, okay? Please, for the love of Pete, go there. Download the app. It's free. You, use, you need a username, an email address, and a password. Get yourself signed up. Follow us at Sean Space Cuse Militia. I actually have the the good link on Facebook. For whatever reason, the same link, copy and paste it to Twitter, does not work. Uh, no idea why, but if you have trouble, DM us or go to Facebook, and you can you follow us right there from, um, from the app. So download the app first, hit the link. Uh, this is a place where you can gather with other listeners and you can sit in the green room you guys can chat back and forth you can request to speak we can have you on live for fan feedback that's what we want to use love using twitter love using facebook love using the written stuff but obviously to get you on the show and um just cut it up would be a ton of fun for us i think this is a good way to do it it's pretty easy to use and like i said it's free so go there download that the green room spotify green room app ios or android stores it's free go there clear some storage out do something. Download the damn app. Okay. So, Joe, Rutgers is – Syracuse, rather, is currently a two-and-a-half-point underdog against Rutgers. Okay? The two teams first met, as I mentioned, in 1914. That game would result in a tie. The only tie of the series, the overall series, sits at 30-12-1 in favor of the Orange. However, the Scarlet Knights have taken seven of the last ten, the last three of those being, I think, within eight points, I think down to three. So uh, last three matchups, pretty 
pretty close. The last one in 2012, Rutgers won 23 to 15 at home. The Scarlet Knights, they just beat Temple 61 to 14 with the defense coming up big with five total turnovers, including an interception return for a touchdown. They started out their scoring with the defense putting two points on the board with a safety. The rushing attack of Rutgers versus Temple totaled 220 yards and six touchdowns. A lot of that, though, was set up by these turnovers uh, by the defense. Overall, Rutgers outgained Temple in total yards by a margin of 365 to 261. Uh, They averaged 4.5 yards per carry on the ground, and they totaled 21 to 12 on the first down advantage. So um, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff on offense was set up by the defense. They finished three and six last year. Uh, Quarterback Noah Vedral, I guess it is, right? Am I right? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, finished with 1,253 yards through the air last year, nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. He can use his feet to make plays. He does run. But writers and fans alike from just doing my research, they're not totally sold on this guy from what I've seen. I, I've got mixed reviews at best for for Vedral. So uh, coming into this game, um, I guess Joe will tell us a little more, but Joe Rutgers, they've had, they've had plenty of returning players with experience coming back this year, as many teams do. Uh, but I have to say, like I said, after doing the research that I did within the past couple of days, despite the 61-14 stomping a temple, their offense doesn't scare me that much. Uh, as long as the Orange can take care of the ball, and I feel like they, have, they can, I feel like they have a good shot. I mean, like a really good shot. My, my, my hopes have been totally turned around. After doing the research and really looking at their writings, I went over to the Rutgers SB Nation page, and um, you know their defense looked good against Temple. That's the one thing that's a little scary. If anything, this is a defensive battle, maybe at the end of the day, and the last defense to make a to make a big play that could be the difference maker. But what what did you see? Yeah, I kind of uh, was right there with you. When I first saw the score, 61-14, I was like, whoa, their offense might must be really good. Yeah. They put up a whole bunch of points, right? And then I went back um, last night, actually, and watched the um, like the 26-minute version of the game, which is a majority of the plays to be able to sit down and actually look at it. And when you go back and look at it, um, again, this is a team that, like you said, started out with a safety um, ended up getting five turnovers. They had one interception. They got tackled inside the five. Another interception, like you said, uh, got returned to the house. And that was, you know, after things were all kind of said and done. And then three they fumbles. Also had, yeah, three fumbles. And they also had uh, two different kickoff returns that um, Aaron Cruikshank, uh returned inside the other uh, team's 50-yard line. So the starting field position, I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, but or what it was for the game the, the starting field position for was crazy um now they didn't really <clears throat> to me it's, it's i don't really know if it hit a certain point where they like didn't open up the playbook and if they're just being vanilla or if again it's the quarterback situation um you know noah vedrill he led the team with 58 yards rushing on eight carries and he just like tommy devito made the right moves he was 15 for 27 for 138 yards and a touchdown which really that's overinflated because um, one of those uh, receptions was Bo Melton taking a five-yard curl for 40-yard touchdown. 
So realistically, you take that off the board, and he kind of pretty much put up what Tommy did. So offensive-wise, it kind of looked exactly like what our offense was. It was a team that knew that they could dominate at the line. They had um, a bunch of running backs, uh, starting with Pacheco, uh, Aaron Young, and um, Kyle Manange. Um, those guys all had four rushing touchdowns, respectively. And then they also have their utility knife, do-it-all, Johnny Langan, who they his number's 21. His position is quarterback, but he pretty much has plays quarterback, uh, running back, Receiver. fullback, tight end. He'll split them out. Uh, he had two touchdowns in the Wildcat on the goal line where they just snapped it to him. And, you know, so uh, the good thing about well, not for us, but for Rutgers, is they were very efficient in the red zone. They had really good starting position, but I don't really think that they proved that they can open up their passing attack down the field and actually sustain long drives. So when you look at the way that this um, this game ended up, it was kind of, I felt like, the same way as us. And to be perfectly honest with you, Temple, um, with their quarterback, um, <clears throat> Dewan Mathis, he started uh, seeing some things near the end of the uh, second quarter and going into the third quarter. They scored a touchdown at the end of the second quarter. They came out of uh, the third quarter and scored a touchdown. And at one point, they had the game at uh, 20. It was 14 to 26. And uh, when they scored the touchdown to get to 14, Dewan Mathis actually injured his foot because he ran in the touchdown. Um, that was their starting quarterback, and he actually got hurt. So for the last quarter and a half, you know, they got him to a down 12. And then they went to their second-string quarterback who only threw the ball three times uh, for a whole quarter and a half. So uh, at that point, when that starting quarterback got hurt, it was pretty obvious that Rutgers was going to win that game. And you could tell Temple kind of got a little defeated. So going back and looking at it, I don't really take away a lot. I can't really tell how good Rutgers really is. Uh, They have three um, capable running backs for sure, along with Johnny Langan, who, um, again – that made himself Bo Melton, though. Well, be- and that's the thing, too, right? So Bo Melton and Aaron Cruxshank. Aaron Cruxshank was the guy that had the returns. He only had one catch, or sorry, he had a one rush, Th- three for receptions 14. for twenty-four. Right, but he had where are the returns, kick returns, four kick returns for one hundred and thirteen yards. As long as it was fifty-seven, so um, that's where he helped the team. But Cruxshank and Bo Melton, those guys are home run hitters. And really, when you look at their running backs and you look at their specialty players um they they're i mean they look like a bold team a bold offense they have all their starters back from last year as far as on offense it's really just how far can uh, noah vedrill take take them and um again he managed the game good enough and handed the ball off good enough and their defense helped them out i mean five five turnovers one to the house and the other one got taken down to the two yard line um i mean they got all the help in the world from their defense and their special teams so yeah, absolutely. Um, That's, kudos for them putting up 61 points. But if that starting quarterback for Temple never got hurt, um, I'm telling you, they were starting to get a little bit of the momentum there. There was a little, little bit of crack of a, a window of light. And then when he got hurt, I mean, you could just you could just tell uh, when that next quarterback came in that they had nothing for that Rutgers defense. Um, and, and speaking of what's up, I was going to say writer and fans alike, they are huge as well. They should be on the defense and the special teams, their offense though, it is funny reading some of their stuff and just thinking about what we talked about Syracuse in the last game against Ohio. And that is that we still don't know. Well, they're in the same boat as us. 
They're mm-hmm. they're still trying to figure their offense out. They're still trying to figure out if Federal's even going to be the guy, really, to be honest with you, from the, the gist I get from comments and even some of the writers. So they're kind of in the yeah. same boat. But, of course, you know, their defense is extremely good. Now, it's going to be a huge test, I think, for the line. And when we talk about this game just being a big test in general, I think it's the biggest test, obviously, for DeVito in this offensive line. And yeah. to start off, maybe, obviously, not opening this thing up all the way and testing testing the defensive line out. I mean, you know, you're gonna. I think they're gonna have, test everybody out, right? Yeah, well, exactly. But you got to test. You got to dip your toes in the waters first, right? I mean, I feel like this is one of those games where you're gonna take a temperature before you know you go all all buckshot on them. So. Uh, yeah, I think both teams are going to be nervous to be, you know, they know it's it's to be 2-0 and and they're going to be feeling each other out. And, you know, I think that both teams obviously, I think, also um, hit a little bit of the playbook. So, you know, we'll see. But I know as far as on offense goes, um, what's this, Alakuni Fatukasi? Oh, yeah, Alakuni yeah, totally. Fatukasi, yeah. No, he had seven total tackles, six solo, three sacks. He's their guy, by the loss. way. Yeah, he's their guy. Yeah, four tackles for losses. Six out of his seven to- to- tackles were solos. And three of them were for sacks. I mean, this is obviously their guy. That's the guy that we're going to obviously need to stay away from. Um, but I did see Temple get some stuff down the middle, and I saw uh, their corners got beat deep a couple times as well. Um, and their running back, Edward Sadie, did have a little bit of um, – he had a little bit of success when Dewan Mathis was still in. But in, in our in our Bo Bo Melton and Max Melton related, I have no idea. I was oh, okay. actually wondering that the other day when I heard both their names. Okay, well, there's a good chance they might be. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's a lot of it's the same thing. Like it's 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 funny because it's like Rutgers and Syracuse. They almost feel like they're in the same position in like the conferences. They really are. In, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they really are. And we go into this situation where, I mean, Temple and, and Ohio have both been traditionally okay, like decent for mid-major teams. And, you know, we both kind of dominate the games in different ways. Obviously we would have scored more than 29 points if we had five turnovers, but uh, there's like so many more questions than there are answers still. Like we talked about, yes, there were some answers and I'm sure there were some answers for Scarlet Knight fans, but at the same time, it got to a point where they could just hand the ball off it really didn't even matter if they brought in the second string to see if he was better, right? So, why bother? It's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure to see what happens. It, it is it is in 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 one sense on one side of it, I feel way more confident in this game as far as it goes for Syracuse, especially being at home with the fans and being able to have that um, something that I know the Syracuse players talked a lot about and are wildly looking forward to, as anyone would imagine. So to have that at your back and to be at home in the dome, no, these fans haven't seen the new dome either. I mean, this thing's been no. uh, uh, this thing's yep. been unveiled for over a year now, and they haven't seen it. So for well, I guess you know there was some lacrosse or something. I don't know, but. You, you, for the most part, I mean, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just, I'm just saying that they haven't seen it on a game day college football atmosphere, right? right? Exactly. Like that's yeah. yeah. So, um, with the team expecting that at their back, on, on the other side of this, like we said, you know, huge game for both of these teams. As Joe, yeah. as you mentioned, Joe, 
almost in the same exact spot in their conference. Almost in the same exact spot. No, situations, the, right? Situ- I'm probably yeah. sure like the big dogs in both conferences are like, what are these two schools doing here? Yeah. You know, they're in the Northeast. They're Greg, this, they're that. Greg Shiano, oh, did gonna, we... did we pick them to finish last, right? Like, Yeah, and they have an, an excellent coach. I mean, you know. Well, I think- no, and that's what it's going to come down to, I think. I mean, it's one of two things, right? It's, we would like to sit here and think, right? We want to be our own little armchair quarterbacks and think, that, oh, yeah, well, I mean, we didn't break into the playbook. We were vanilla, right, as fans. That must not be all that we had, right, against Ohio, right? Right. Like, and that's the same thing that Rutgers fans are thinking. Exactly. Offensively and defensively. Exactly. And um, I think, realistically, uh, none of us know the answer, except for probably the coaches, but um, the team that hid the most last Saturday and still got the W is probably the team that's going to be in a better advantage situation. Um and if it happens to be like that, they, they both hit about the same, then it's going to come down to coaching. I mean, those are really the two things this 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 week is like, what did we not show the rest of the world and the other teams and then coaching? That's going to be this week because both of these teams seem like very, very similar teams. Well, seeing that now, obviously, I can't speak to the Rutgers end of that, but I can speak to the Syracuse end of it in, in that I think we know this team pretty well, and we were both like, eh, didn't see a whole lot, right? So, I mean, and there's a lot of Syracuse fans that I know so we are We want hard to, to think that. We want to but think that, but we will never know the truth, we, right? We won't know the truth until this weekend, but I've got to imagine that the cards were held not just close to the chest, but like maybe behind the shirt. You can only hope. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm only hoping that, right. Yeah. But we've seen situations where that's not the case, you know, uh, absolutely. So. And where we get a little bit too excited or a little bit too uh, right. optimistic, which is a thing, which is it's the same thing that happens with basketball fans, right. Where they're like, Oh, play this guy. And Beheim's like, are you at practice? Like, cause <laughs> yeah. I'm at practice and yeah. I see what yeah. we like, do. We so. go through that every year, by the way. <laughs> right, but yeah. How many times are the fans right in that situation? I, and that's a good point because I feel like I'm right. But you know, right now, until right. we're proven wrong, we got to eat crow again. Exactly, which is why we remain cautiously optimistic about the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. um, well, all right. What do you I, think I mean, the um, percentages are that we see? Uh, good Trader? old Garrett. I, th- you know, with the weight, and I guess this is another conversation we could have. I mean, it's all speculation, but with the way that this defense played against Temple, because they weren't thinking that Temple was going to just roll over the way they did either. I mean, it wasn't expect. It was kind of unexpected the way that 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 game came. And I know that they were out of quarterback, but you know, sixty-one fourteen. That's a that's an ass whooping. So uh, I think, but it didn't if, start. I, I understand. Didn't start so that quarterback went out. Yeah, I know. So with that, I mean, the turnovers were happening and all that stuff, but in the safety, I mean, you know, the defense was it dominant got to a in that point game. In the game where it got to the point in the game where Temple knew they weren't going to win. Yeah, I mean, the defense was dominant. If they can be half as dominant against Syracuse as they were against Temple, then you could see Garrett Trader fairly early. I'm like we said. I mean, uh, Michael said it, and we reiterated it. I believe it was Michael um, that Devito's on a short leash. I mean, this is this is not time to play, and this is not the game to play. This is right. you've got two quarterbacks you can use. He, uh, Schrader has another week under his belt of practice. 
he, you know, he got his toes wet a little bit, which didn't, I don't know if that helped or hurt or whatever, but there's a reason coach did what he did. And uh, if he feels confident enough to put Schrader in, he's going to do it fairly early if he needs to. If mm-hmm. if not, well, I mean, I it could be the same situation, Joe. It could be the same situation where this is a defensive battle. Tommy's handling the game fairly well. He's not making a lot of mistakes, and we don't even see Garrett Schrader. I mean, that's a possibility, too. And then he says, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> that's true. You know? I mean, that's 100% true. I just – I. I mean, there's a couple different things that go through my mind with that. And obviously, number one, we talked about it. Uh, they didn't make it black and white. Uh, went with right. Tommy with loy- went with Tommy with loyalty, right? right? And uh, Tommy didn't do anything to get himself pulled. Uh, he managed the game. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't turn around and say he's the reason we won the game. And, no, honestly, I, mean, I don't I think that there's anybody defense. out there that can say that, like, if Garrett Schrader went out there and started the whole game that we might not have had more points. We don't, we'll never know. We, we don't know. Yeah. But based upon everything that happened, I mean, it was 15 to six in the third quarter. It was still a game. Um, and he stuck, he, he made a decision at a certain point to stick with Tommy because he wasn't making certain mistakes that he normally did. It was a comfort seemed, thing. It was a comfort thing. It was a comfort thing. Seemed confident. And at that point you want to get the W yeah. And uh, then it gets to a certain point where we're not beating them enough to bring in the next guy until obviously the last drive. But also at this point, do we really even want to bring in uh, Schrader in a competitive state of a game to show the next team what he can do? So, yeah, um, and that's a possibility. I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's there's little wrinkles and things that they have with Garrett Schrader that they don't run with. Um, DeVito, and it would be dumb in, a, in that type of game to to bring him in there and reveal those plays. You know, so yeah. So um, basically, everything we just said is a possibility, <laughs> which is just about every possibility you can imagine. But I mean, I just don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't have a solid answer. I mean, I could see it going both ways, and I just. Um, but I kn- Tommy didn't win the game. No, no, the defense won that the, game. Um, the reason why, and Sean Tucker well, did a pretty damn good job. The offensive line did a pretty damn good job. But that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is that there's probably maybe possibly three quarterbacks on this roster that could have won that game. That's true. Because I mean you're looking but at ninety two yards passing through the air and a lot of it dink and dunk and he missed every long one that he threw. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, if you can't go eleven to seventeen for ninety two yards then you then don't need to be playing D one. Right. I mean <laughs> right, that's yeah. just that's and I'm not that's not a to poo poo. It was a lot because we got to go with what's going on. You know, we got to go with what's working. And, you know, both offenses were really running the clock out. So, well, when you got um, one guy tearing up the field for 181 yards on the ground, I mean, what would it be a 280 combined or something like that? Something, like 283 or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, when you're running like that, why, why show anything else? Like, just no, you don't want to rub it in. Just keep your, keep your tricks in your back pocket and, uh, you know, even looking at, I mean, both of our games, first games were similar. So, I mean, it's just, it's going to come down to like what I said, it's going to come down to coaching and what, what both teams got to hide. I mean, Noah Vedral, he said he was 15 for 27 for 138. So he threw with a, a lot f- more passes than Tommy. With a 40 yard pass in there. With the 40 too. yarder to Bo Melton. Like I said, I mean, that's like a one-on-one curl and he, Bo Melton caught it and he, basically spun to the outside when the corner went in, missed the tackle and the guy's fast enough to go and, and 
and make a play. So that's really the one thing is we want to keep the receivers out of like space. You know, if, if we let them catch the ball in space, they can make people miss. They're fast. They're kind of small, um, agile, and they do have running backs too. If we can stop the running game, we can stop that. Make Noah Vedral throw downfield and, and, and beat you in the pocket is really what we want to do. But we're definitely going to have to get better pressure than we did against Ohio for sure. And the more you make this guy run, the better. You know, he's hmm. he's led the team in rushing last year a couple of times. Their run game isn't exactly that impressive. I mean, to me, right. just looking at right. their stats from last year. By the way, they finished three and six last year, and they played some no. tough teams though. They did. Yeah, they I, did. I mean, it's Big Ten in in a lot of this. It was all mistakes. Big Ten play. Yeah, a lot of this is mistakes too. I mean, you got to look at the fact that, like I said, long long returns inside the fifty and five turnovers. So obviously, if that kind of stuff happens. Um, we got to definitely be on our P's and Q's as far as that goes, too. So hopefully, if our special teams plays the way that we know that they do normally and not allow some big returns and just win the turnover battle, then I think that we got a pretty good chance of being able to take this. It's just... I feel a whole lot uh, better about it now than when I made my yeah. prediction. And I'm going to stick with my 5-7 and seven prediction and just hope I'm wrong because I see a 7-5 yeah. and five scenario right now. And as this goes on, it could oh. get it could get better. Now I've got to see this game though. I've got to see this game before I get you know too ridiculous. Yeah, here. I mean we have to because the other thing you know when you're talking about obviously the schedule and everything. I mean we play Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. They just beat North Carolina. Uh, Wake Forest beat ODU forty-two to ten. Well, Virginia Tech, um, Florida State. Pretty sure Boston College blanked Colgate fifty-one nothing. Which again, again it's Colgate, but whatever. And Pittsburgh, you know, those are the four teams. I mean, you look at Wake Forest, Boston College, Pittsburgh, NC State, Virginia Tech, these five teams we play in the ACC that sometimes and most of the time we would think as um, toss-up games. They all came out and represented this this week, and they got their Ws just like we did. But and you, some of them in better fashion. Florida State lost. But to Notre Dame. But Well, that's what I'm saying. You didn't add Florida State. That's what I'm stopping you. You have to, you have to put Florida State in there. And they mm-hmm. lost in overtime, and, 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 on a, and they missed a field goal that was a completely makeable, totally makeable field goal, and they lost. Sure. They lost in overtime. So, right. and, and with a mistake at the end. And I know if ifs and buts are candy nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas. It doesn't matter. Uh, Notre Dame won the game in the first right. overtime, and that's that. But they they came back in that game. They were way down in that game, and they and they came back enough to make this thing to take this thing into overtime at home. And um, we are going to play them at Florida State. That is, yep. that is one of those wild atmospheres that uh, you're going to have to endure. And it could get, it could, one of, a game like a Florida State could get totally brutal on the road. Yeah. yeah. So and we talked have, about all those teams. Yeah. It, you got to have. lost. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Those are our ACC games. So, so, I mean, realistically, when you're talking about it, I mean, right now, outside of the non conference, it's not looking pretty for any game. No, nothing's a gimme except for maybe, except for maybe Georgia Albany. Tech, <laughs> Albany. <laughs> okay, but uh, anyways, all right, all right, Joe. On to predictions, as promised. So, did you get my formula for how we're going to have to figure this out? We're going to have to lay down the rules 
right now for this thing. Oh, and you might as well explain it because I couldn't understand your text. At I all. knew you weren't. I told, I told, I told Amy. I said this dude's gonna call me and be like, "What are you talking about? What? What do you? Ta- what do you mean? Explain this." Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> okay, this is how it goes. You take the difference from both scores, whether you're over or under. Take the difference from your Syracuse score to your opponent's score. Uh-huh. Add those together. If you guess the winner, you go negative five. So if you had Cuse and I had Ohio, you'd get negative five tecton. Because you got to guess. If you guess the winner, you should get a little extra. Right? So mm-hmm. you take the difference of both scores, add them together. If you guess the winner, it's minus five. Simple. Do you understand? I understand now, yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. So I did the math. Feel free to do it again. But the winner was you. You ended up with 11. The lowest score wins, by the way, obviously. You ended right. up with 11. I, I ended up with 12. Oh, wow. That was close. Yeah. So that's how I think we're going to do it. And I did go through the socials, and I did not find any winners with a 29 to 9 score. If you... That's the first time that Syracuse played in a 29-9 game. Really? Because it's a weird and score. One. That is a weird score. 29 is a weird number. What did football. I pick? What was my pick? Your pick was 32-22. to 22. Mine, mm. was, mine was 27-24. to 24. Mm. That was close. It was close. It was the, uh, the 29 killed me, really. Yeah. Uh, without the safety, I nailed Syracuse's score. So that's a tough one. But, um, okay, Joe, with that said... I guessed first last time. I'm going to give it to you this time. What do you got? First of oh. all, first of all, so I've got all my, my, my predictions. I put W's and L's next to each game. So I'm just going to go on mm-hmm. record saying that I did have them beat in Ohio, but I do have them losing against Rutgers in my, pre-game, in my preseason predictions. So go ahead. What did you have? Did you have them winning or beating? Uh, excuse me. Winning or beating. That would be the same thing. Did you have them winning or losing <laughs> against Rutgers preseason? Yo, how you like this? How you like this? You like that? Uh, you like boom. that? Wegmans with the blue lights uh, coming I through. Didn't, I didn't have. I had them beating either Rutgers or Liberty, but I think that I had them beating uh, Rutgers, and that's kind of where I'm going to stay right now. And I am going to go 3127 wow that's a high that's that's i don't think it gets that high i could be totally wrong but that's a higher score than than i thought because i pondered on this today and i said to myself self i don't think it gets that high as it is as i originally thought and by the way i had ruckers win in this game preseason but I have changed my tune. I've changed my tune. I got Cuse pulling this thing out 20 to 14. Oh, barn burner, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, that's just how I feel it's going to go. Two really good defenses, a little bit of unknowns for both offenses. And, you know, I could be just totally wrong on this. But um, when you look back at the Ohio Syracuse game that we just watched. I mean, they only scored 29 against a, I would, I would say, mediocre defense. We'll watch the Bobcats throughout the year, but 
Um, being at home. Yeah, that mean I, I that game was slowed down. But, I know, I know, ahead. I know. But Syracuse slowed that game down a little bit too, though. They did. Yeah, they weren't slowed by both of us. Yeah, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I expect the same type of play, though. I really do. I expect the same type of thing. We talked. We talked a lot about that last year about how that orange is the new fast stuff. Was I mean maybe it works a little bit better this year, but. They're throwing hand signals to Tommy when they want him to do it, and they, they, I think they know when they want him to do it, obviously, and and when not to. It's not a, it's not a black and white thing where it's just going to be pedal to the metal all the time. You just, it's a situational thing, and so I think that the games are going to be slowed down a little bit, and good. And I think that's good, obviously, because of our, you know, the past couple of years, it's just whooped the defense's ass, uh, playing that yeah. fast. So anyway. Anything else, well, that's, Joe? That's one thing you did see. That's one thing you did see this last game was the defense wasn't tired at the end of the game. No, they weren't even, no, not even a little bit, in my opinion. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but, I, you know, hands on hips. That's what you got to look for. You got hands on hips. You know they're starting to feel it. You know, you got these guys just lining up and, and putting the knuckles in the ground. I mean, they're in good shape. So, um, huh. All right, Either way, it's going to be exciting, bro. It's, Either go, way. it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Um this is going to be, you know, this is this is reminiscent of my childhood. We're going on nine years of not playing Rutgers in football, which was in every year just, and we used to kick their ass, which was also fun. Yeah. But it was a good we rivalry. Used to. We, I know, we Until used to. it came to a point where, and the funny thing is, is that people don't understand that Paul Pascaloni leaving was what flipped that script. Then we started losing guys to, to Shiano and... Uh, yeah, that was one of the biggest things. I mean, Ray Rice, some of those guys that went to Rutgers, they were they were thinking about coming to Syracuse until we got rid of Pascaloni. So I did not um, know that about Ray Rice. Still trying to break that. I mean, I'm saying, not saying that he was going to, but we still had a chance. Right. And when that firing went, we lost a lot of guys, and obviously Greg Robinson era spoke for itself. So um, excited to renew that. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and and we got to look at it like. You got to look at it like this. We win on Saturday, then we're pretty much halfway to a bowl game because we're not going to lose to Albany. Knock on wood. All the wood. Whatever. All the wood but, ever. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know but, what I mean? Like, no, I get Rutgers, it. Yeah. We're going to be 3-0, going into Liberty, best case scenario, and get healthy. Um, and that's really where you want to be at. So, you know, balls to the walls. Last game before basically Albany, and again, we've shown in the past that we can kind of sit some guys that are hurting, and uh, we just got to get this one done, get to 2-0. Yeah, it'll be exciting. So, um, anyways, we thank all of you for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Get over to the get over to the, your, your iOS or Android store. Download the Green Room Spotify app. Get that thing on your phone so you can get notifications when we go live, get fan feedback. You guys can go on there, chat, whatever you want. It'd be great. Thanks for hanging out. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry... 
and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 